Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by Oh Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oh Rock Studios. And I am Michael Gray, the head writer for Oh Rock Studios. Not the foot writer? Nope. Foot boy? None of that? Oh, all right. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going, Michael? Fine. I've been trying to do a little bit of writing, and that's why I go for the head writer this month. But Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, we probably should have a head writer. It might as well be you, since uh, you've written most of the games. Do we have any <laughs> subordinate writers? Is there someone I can boss around? <laughs> well, I guess because I offer writing support on some of your games, right? Like, I do a little bit of editing and rewrites on, on some of it. So, does that who's who's boss at that point, then? <laughs> it's very confusing. It depends on whether I like what you wrote or not. Yeah. <laughs> That's Otherwise, it quickly turns into Paul changed something. Michael quickly changes it back on the next draft. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, uh. and then when we're going through editing, our you know through whatever draft of the game, I decide I hated it and changed it all anyway. Well, that's fun. I think um, with with Pizza Boy, our upcoming game, I think that's the one that's gone through the most revisions of any of our games so far. And and I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. I think it's great that we're able to like pay such close attention to the script and really nail it mm-hmm. yeah one of the things that i uh, uh just for our readers who've been going back you've done like the first two chapters of the game or they're all uh first yes three? yes the the first two chapters are coded and pretty much ready to go at this point yeah Mm-hmm. So I did chapter. Uh, I mean, I, I I played through chapter one, and then I realized mm-hmm. some of the dialogue was awful. The the FIFO <laughs> dialogue, which was kind of in there because I couldn't figure out a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. So basically, FIFO means first in, first out. And my complaint is that you know, you know, when I worked at the pizza place, they wouldn't take the orders in order. If that makes <laughs> sense. So Paul calls first, then Bill calls, and then Steve calls. They would take. Bill's call, Bill's order, then Paul's order, then Steve's order. They wouldn't do it in, you know, the order the orders were received. Was, was there a logic to the order? Was no, it just like, this was... pizza's the easiest? Like, this one's this one's just plain cheese. This one's no cheese. It's just tomato. I'm going to make that one right now. When, when I was cooking, you know, by myself, I would sometimes do that. I mean, there would be like... Mm-hmm one or two things which would get a pizza bumped up in the order um you know if it was a rush order or somebody mm-hmm. said they don't have much time or you know something like that it's like okay, okay. I, I need to make a cheese and a pizza with everything on it but i, I generally you know 90 percent of time made the orders in the order they just came in but sure, uh, sure. i mean whenever i worked like friday night or something the people in the kitchen just were awful about that <laughs> yes, I I, uh, I got that from the game. <laughs> <laughs> what they would do is they just let the receipts just sort of uh, you know pile up, so the you know the orders would print out uh, on the printer in the kitchen. And I think what happens is uh, the guy who is you know closest to the receipt thing would just throw down three, and, and then um, you know throw down another three, and that's why all the orders would be mixed up and not made in the correct order. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In any case, uh, in the actual game itself, I wanted to make some sort of complaint along those lines, <laughs> but I didn't know how to do it without saying, why don't they take the orders in order? Yeah. And it sounds kind <laughs> of awkward to say order in order. And so the first time around, I tried to use FIFO first in, first out, which is sometimes a thing that businesses do. But, mm. you know, when I 
played through uh, chapter one, I realized that sounds awful. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows what FIFO is. I-, I go and explain what FIFO is, and then it never gets mentioned ever again. <laughs> yeah, I think we tried it, because I think we'd tried it a few times even before I started programming. Like, you wrote it one way, and I think you even had a note that said you didn't like this very much. So I tried to tweak it, and we went with that for a little bit. But but yeah, I think um, whatever, the revision you sent me most recently, I put that in the game, and it worked really well. So I think we got it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I-, I, think, it's really- I think it's really great. I think it's the mark of a good game that we're focusing this much on the writing and not just, you know, letting it work if it works. Like, we're really trying to make sure it's the best that it can be, and I, I think that's an important thing to do. Yeah. And hopefully it's reflected in the final product and people appreciate it. We'll see. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. I like the going back and forth with the writing. and Yeah, it's fun. And it's it's fun for me too because I don't I don't get to do as much writing as I'd like to so it's it's it it helps me feel like I'm I'm being creative when I get to go over the script and see if I have any ideas on on ways to tweak it or improve it even if those ideas end up all getting rejected it's still it's still fun for me yeah I, th- I think one of them was really good <laughs> the Ouch. one was great Ouch. I loved it uh, uh, well, and then you changed like the character's name to like Olivia. <laughs> yes. Well, she didn't. So she didn't have a name in the script, and and I, I it felt weird when I was playing the game, and her name was just girl. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like Angry Ponytail. Okay. Uh no, we 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 changed. We got rid of Angry Ponytail a few uh, okay. few revisions okay, ago. Okay. Because so. the guy at my work, my my nickname for him was Angry yeah. Man Bun, and. <laughs> He was just angry all the time, and he was always wearing his hair in a man bun. So that was... <laughs> yeah, no, she was she was angry ponytail in the early version of the script, and then I forgot I forget why, but I think we got rid of that, and we got rid of like all the nicknames for people. So then she was just like teenage girl, and I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't look right. So I made I just made her Olivia, but spelled really stupidly <laughs> with a bunch of Y's, like O L Y Y V Y A, something like that. I think <laughs> it's it made great, me laugh. though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's because I, th- I think we have a, a char- character named Eric too, who's spelled with like two or three K's. Like I just, I think it's funny to kind of kind of poke fun at the weird spellings that uh, that parents sometimes give their millennial kids, <laughs> or have given their millennial kids. I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally <laughs> understand that. <laughs> it amused me. Okay, so um, I, I mean, would you like to talk about awkward Steve, or could we go more about yeah. writing? No, whatever you want. I, well, I was I was gonna say, um, uh, it's it's been a pretty big month for Oarock and for Awkward Steve specifically. Um, so the game came out finally the middle of the month on July fifteenth, the day before my birthday. Uh, it went, <laughs> just just finally it's done. I'm done working on it. Game I've been working on basically on my own for two years. Uh, and you know sales have been okay. Um, they haven't been. I mean, it's it's the same thing with every game, right? Like, the sales are not terrible, but not exactly where I'd like them to be. That's just kind of always the story with this stuff. <laughs> um, but the reviews are really good. Everyone likes it. I've gotten some press from some from uh, decent-sized sites. I did an interview on uh, Waypoint.com with Danielle Randow, which... Rando, Randow, which was really cool for me because I've been listening to her podcast for, like, three years. <laughs> so it was it was pretty exciting to get to do an interview with her and so it seems like the people who play it like it and everyone else is ignoring it <laughs> which is about right um i guess the question how do you view these games slash games because um mm-hmm. it's the awkward steve duology is technically two games in one yes uh yeah i mean 
So I, I released the first game, A Stranger Comes Calling, a couple of years ago, and I started working on a sequel, right? And I wanted to release them both on Steam. <laughs> and uh, A Stranger Come Call Comes Calling had already been greenlit for Steam, so I thought the easiest way to get them both on Steam would just be to release them together as one game on Steam, as opposed to putting the second game through Greenlight or having to pay the fee. Um, so, I mean, that's basically it. It, it. I'm actually not really happy about it because I, I thought the name A Stranger Comes Calling was a much more evocative name than the Awkward Steve duology, but... Mm -hmm. It does have the... Yeah. Do you accept the full title? I think it's A Stranger Comes Calling, part of the Awkward Steve legacy. <laughs> that's that's what I was calling it uh, originally on its release, but, oh. but it's... I don't. I don't consider that the full title anymore. Does that count as a subtitle? Yeah. Because I noticed that on the title screen, it's actually got. It's it's actually a footnote. Yeah. I, I don't. Know, I was just being kind of goofy. There there wasn't really anything to it. Um, I think when I originally released it, like I was sort of thinking that was the full title, but um, yeah, there's 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 nothing really to it. Um, actually. The the part where it says the Awkward Steve Legacy, I don't know if anyone ever notices that, but if you click on it, it brings you to another screen that, that lists a bunch of other uh, fake games as part of the Awkward Steve Legacy. Now I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, it's it's actually, so it's kind of cool. So in the first game, they're, they're mostly just a bunch of joke names. And in the second game, which is called Don't Turn Your Back in the Ocean, uh, they start off as a bunch of joke names, but after you finish the game, uh, it updates and... It gives a bunch of game names that kind of tell the story about uh, Steve and another character that I don't want to spoil. Uh, but it kind of gives their whole story right there. Hmm. Yes. I think I know which character it is, yeah. So, oh, I'm sure you do. You played the game. Yeah, I noticed there's uh, a couple of changes between the game. No anxiety meter yes. in the, uh, yes. the second game. Uh, yeah, so... Um, so I had been playing this Star Trek game uh, called Star Trek Borg, right? It was an FMV game from the mid-90s. And they their, their, their style of gameplay was you would watch a video and you would get to make a decision and two of the three decisions would kill you. <laughs> you, you could only take the one. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of play with that with, a, with an awkward Steve title then, rather than just kind of do the same thing over and again. Star Trek Borg. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good, actually. I thought I really you shared it. pictures of that, and it was mostly Klingons. Oh, well, there's two of them. There's Star Trek Borg and Star Trek Klingon. They're two separate games. Oh, okay. I recommend both of them, by the oh, way. Okay, okay. <laughs> is is Seven of Nine in the uh, Star Trek Borg? Um, Maybe. I don't know what that is. Okay, never mind. You, you would probably know her. She's, she's like the blonde bombshell character. No, I don't recognize her. There's there's some really popular character in one of them. If you give me two seconds, I can look it up. Worf? Um, Maybe? He's no, like Worf. No. <laughs> no, no it's, so it's not like... It, it was a character that I think only showed up in like a few episodes. Okay, yeah, you can uh, give me... Who like existed outside of the timeline, something weird like that. Mm-hmm. Um... Q? Is there a character named Q? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yes, Q. Q shows up in Star Trek Borg. He's kind of the main the main uh, antagonist throughout the game. And so most of the times when you die, he has he has something very pithy to say about it. And I really, really enjoyed that. I thought he was very funny. 
yeah, he's 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 a funny character, I guess. <laughs> I don't particularly <laughs> like him, but that's just <laughs> me. He amused me. I mean, I have so these two games represent basically all of my experience with Star Trek. <laughs> is the FM like uh, Lizzo and I watched a few episodes of the first season of the first Star Trek Enterprise? Mm-hmm. Is that the first one? Oh, that's the last one. That's the one everybody oh, hates. Geez. Sorry, that's See, the country I'm music the, I'm one. The opposite. I'm the opposite of a Star Trek nerd, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I have almost no experience with the Star Trek universe, but I really like that game. I thought the, the gameplay was simplistic, but also offered a lot of room for comedy. Um, so I wanted to play around with that in the new Awkward Steve game. So, I mean, that's basically how the the second part of the duology works out. <laughs> you have a series of decisions, and if you make the wrong one, Steve dies, quote-unquote, dies in some really stupid way. <laughs> Yeah. Like, really stupid. <laughs> okay, so, you know, it mm-hmm. reminds me of two things. Let me write down this uh-huh. Borg note, and then... Uh, yeah, uh, you should actually play that for your channel. It was really good. Star Trek Borg, yeah. No. Yeah. Actually, the thing about Borg, um, I, I mean, you probably know this after playing the game, but, you know, those Borg are those creepy gray machine enemies that try to kill you and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And so, uh, on, on the fourth Star Trek um, series... Uh, <laughs> One of the producers decided, what if we have one of those evil Borg enemies, but she's a total babe? And <laughs> they introduced this, this, this female Borg character okay. who is, in fact, a total babe. And no joke, quickly well, becomes her... the best character of the entire series. Really? I thought Borgs didn't, like, have characters. They're just, like, all, like, one weird being. They are connected. They, they do not. They do not. And that's no. why this is... <laughs> Well, um, they 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 take yeah. her away from the uh, the mind sharing thing halfway. You know, oh, they make course, her like half human, half Borg. If that makes any sense, it doesn't. But that's fine. <laughs> I don't understand anything. Okay, well, let's talk about Animorphs yeah. because uh, <laughs> yes, awesome. The okay. Borg mindset really reminds me of the Helmicron enemies who showed up like okay. twice in uh okay in a uh, in a uh, animorphs and actually seeing star trek when i get older you know it makes me kind of sad now because it's like oh this is where she stole all the ideas for animorphs yeah. <laughs> those ideas actually, were so neat yeah. and cool and that <laughs> yeah yeah I, I have heard that the that the she and her husband were both big fans of star trek and i wouldn't be surprised if that influenced uh, a bit of the of the ser- of uh, the animorph series the fact that they mentioned star trek multiple times in the series <laughs> is kind of the thing too oh oh man this makes me want to go on a whole animorph tangent i've been listening to this animorph podcast recently it's called thought speak and they're going book by book and reviewing each one they're they're getting pretty far they're in like 30s or 40s into the ghost written books now it's uh, it's almost as good as uh, Animorphs the radio drama uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> um, I guess we're getting a little off topic, but hey, who cares? It's our podcast. It's our podcast. Okay, there so is the, no off topic. Yeah. The second thing I was going to mention was um that the way the awkward Steve game uh kind of yes. reminded me of this one um story I read uh I read by somebody who sort of parodied it. Or I guess I don't know if he's making fun of adventure games, but really his the story is our character is playing one of those old adventure games and um, mm-hmm. like it, it must be a maze or something and they must decide to go left or right, something really mundane like that. 
And if you choose left, you get the, you, you know, you continue. If you choose right, your character dies for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That, that's pretty much how the gameplay in uh, Don't Turn Your Back on the Ocean goes. You just have to guess and hope you got the ending that yeah. doesn't lead to a death. But at least you get to restart <laughs> from the place you, you, uh, you know, made the decision. Yeah, so it's so funny, actually. So the first uh, quote-unquote review that came out of the game, it, it wasn't really a review. It was like a forum post that someone made. Um, but she really didn't like that. Like, she was um, playing through the game, and she died a few times, and then she got frustrated and quit. And I, I thought that was kind of an interesting reaction, because I, I don't really consider the deaths to be game overs. I just consider them to be part of the way, part of, like, how you progress through the game. Like, it's not supposed to be frustrating. It's supposed to be silly, and it takes you right back to where you were, and it there's not really any consequence for it. Uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting reaction. Did yeah. the deaths bother you at all when you were playing it? Um, the one place, the one place threw me off where it was like permadeath and made it seem like it was permadeath. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I, uh, you know, replayed the game. That oh wait, if I click on the death, that doesn't let me restart. I have to hear the whole like oh, death yeah. song before. Uh, oh, did you act? Did you like stop playing at that point? Um, I, I was doing commentary, so I was, uh, uh, talking, <laughs> I was talking, and so I didn't, I, you know, I, the way I do the commentary is, um, sometimes I will just stay on the decision screen while I talk for, like, two minutes straight. Oh, sure, straight. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yeah, so, I, I didn't uh, actually notice that there was, like, a timer on that one particular death yep, screen. Yeah, it's just that one that, that exists, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wanted to make it seem like you had died forever, and this was just the end of the game. But then it just kind of keeps going, and that was, that was sort of my solution was to sort of take control away from the player. Like it has two buttons on the screen, and if you click it, it just kind of shakes and making an, makes an angry noise at you. It's like no, you can't do it. This is it, and and then you can, and it progresses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, but, I'm, I'm just getting back to that random story I was reading yes. uh, the way the adventure game worked is that they had to make like 20 of those decisions in a row so, <laughs> so the person ended up having to remember the sequence was just like left, left, right, right, left, left right, just mm-hmm. this completely random sequence and you know had been playing for hours trying to get this and they'd come to the last decision and they made, they made the wrong one they finally just had it and like threw the computer out the window something like that <laughs> Oh, I wonder if I wonder if that's how the the reviewer felt then. But see, that's that's why I, I don't like force you to go back to the beginning. That would be madness. That would be awful. That would <laughs> like be the just, worst. Just, yes. Yeah. Well, so actually, that's a funny thing. I think with Star Trek Borg, I'm trying to remember. It's been a few years, but I feel like you sort of have a certain number of lives. Um, and I don't know if the game actually tells you you have this many lives, but there seemed to be a point where if you died X number of times, it would revert back to the beginning. Uh, but I think it also let you save, so it didn't really end up being that big of a deal. But I definitely wanted to avoid that. Like the 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 last thing I want from any any game I make is for it to be frustrating and annoying. Um, so I was trying really hard to avoid that while still including the death mechanic. I mean, it's like what we did with uh, the beard in the mirror. Um, there are a few death sequences scattered throughout the game, but whenever you die, it doesn't you know give you a game over screen. It just puts you right back where you were. It's just like. It's more of like a joke. It's a it's a joke mechanic or like a storytelling mechanic or or and occasionally like a puzzle. Like the death shows you that there's a puzzle there you need to pass. But it's it's never supposed to be a game ender. It's not supposed to make you angry. It's um 
Ghost Trick Phantom Detective was the one I thought was really clever with its death sequences and oh yeah, and that, I don't re- what did what did they do? I don't really remember. Uh, it's basically you know it, basically when you die you 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 kind of learn something which helps you solve the puzzle. So when you restart the puzzle, you you, you won't die. Okay. This whole premise of the game is that you're a dead person, and so you you kind of <laughs> like die over and over and over again. If that makes right, sense. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. So the other exciting thing with the awkward steve duology this month uh besides the fact that it was finally released uh i don't think i've said this on the podcast before i've talked about it on twitter but i'm going to be showing awkward steve at the smithsonian (laughs) at a convention (laughs) i mean you already know this but uh, the the listening audience out there like it's (laughs) when when i got the emails saying that that awkward steve of all games had been accepted to this this showcase of the smithsonian like i literally fell on the floor laughing it was the funniest thing in the world to me (laughs) it's such a weird dumb game and to be to be put on this sort of platform pedestal whatever you want to call it like um i'm really looking forward to that it's it's uh as we're recording this it's this coming weekend uh august the 5th and the 6th in dc at the smithsonian american art museum so if anyone listening is going to be in dc that weekend come say hi i'll be there being awkward <laughs> you'd be dressed like awkward steve <laughs> i've actually oh man so i tweeted out this this and it was a joke idea i tweeted out that what if everyone who's on my team for the smithsonian convention what if we all were wearing the pug shirts that steve wears <laughs> like I, i'm gonna have three other people there what if we were all wearing the shirts and then the, one of the people organizing it emailed me and was like, so actually, that's a really good idea. <laughs> like they, um, but no, I, I can't do it. I, I, I didn't. The game hasn't made enough money for me to justify buying the $25 shirts for everybody to wear. Um, but I, I actually am planning to, to wear the shirt with like a nice like button shirt on top of it, kind of unbuttoned so you can see the pug shirt, but it's not like a, the focus, but it'll be there. It'll be showing up with an unbuttoned shirt at the Smithsonian. <laughs> hey, they told me to wear pug shirts, man. This is a step up fashion wise. <laughs> it'll be a nice, nice button shirt. Uh, but yeah, so that's happening. It's weird and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I also still have to work on um, how to describe to people what this game is. So that's going to be interesting. Because <laughs> I still don't know. It's a video game of life and yeah. love. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm toying with f- phrases like an interactive film. It's a game about a person trying to exist and trying to interact with other people in a normal and healthy way. Uh you know, phrases like that. Um, I have a week to figure it out, I guess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's Awkward Steve's big month. Um, what are you? Uh, what have you been up to? I have been trying to write um, or slash rewrite the uh, the Internet Lawyer game. Our Internet oh, Court. Oh, excellent! Oh, good. That's the game I want to work on next. Good. <laughs> and so I've been running into problems with uh, Internet Court. I-, I guess I should give some background. So with Internet Court, yes, yes. I wrote. Uh, I-, I mean, I wrote this game when I was working at the IRS, and so um, let me see. It's 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 sort of like Phoenix Wright, basically, except it's internet themed, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's and it's full motion video. Yeah. So you know, I had a couple ideas that I wanted to 
you know, to implement to make sure it's not Phoenix, right? Number one, I realized we mm-hmm. had to have like a prosecutor as the as the main character, um, mm-hmm. simply because all the other Phoenix Wright style games all feature defense attorneys like Aviary Attorney or um, mm-hmm. Regeria Hope. So I mean, yeah. So it's like no, we've got to have a prosecutor as the main character, mm-hmm. and um, basically, I wrote I wrote these various cases separately. I think I wrote them in different weeks or so, and uh, the way I wrote it was I, I had a bunch of placeholder names like A, B, C, D, E, F. We go all the mm-hmm. way up to J, and um, rereading it now, I think I kind of mixed up which character was which because I didn't give them actual <laughs> <Oops>. names. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. And so I think I yeah. accidentally ended up making myself like the main character in every single case. <laughs> so, um <laughs> uh, right now I'm trying to figure out what I could do to change the characters around because uh I play a joke character in I, I basically was planning on having myself be the joke character and have Diana mm-hmm. Gray be the main character. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, but the the way I I think it's gotten written here is that I somehow I I got the characters mixed up in case number two, and so I accidentally turned myself into the main character. <laughs> yeah, so what are you gonna do to uh, change it? Are you gonna change it? I'm trying to figure out what I can yeah. do to change it. Yeah, I think yeah. there are a couple things which I can keep, and a couple things which I can change. If that makes sense. Sure, sure. So um, I was planning on doing a thing with um. Uh, you know, spoiler alerts, but uh, <laughs> trying to get my wife and the baby together in one scene, I figured that would be really <laughs> cool because we have a baby. Um, yeah. And then um, trying to get me and Mary, I guess, together in one scene because, you know, she she exists. So <laughs> I don't think there's any other point in the game where I where there would be two characters on screen at the same time. And so I'm trying to work around the, you know, I want to keep those two those two shots although we could always change it in editing and say mary is diana's daughter although that would be i don't know (laughs) would it make more sense to have the eight-year-old be my daughter or diana's daughter she doesn't really look like either of us because she's not the daughter of either of us so yeah i mean it would yeah (laughs) yeah so the the way i have it now is Mm -hmm. that um you know, in case number one, um, Diana's the defense... No, no. Case number one, I'm the goofy, like, defense attorney who's a joke. That was sort mm-hmm. of part of my idea of making it less like Phoenix Wright, where the defense attorney's a joke, and the prosecutor's kind mm-hmm. of the real person here. Sure, sure, sure. But case number two goes into their tragic backstory, and like I said, I kind of forgot which character was which. Cause we have a different prosecutor and a different uh, a defense attorney in the second case, and that's sort of what screws me screwed me up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you know, I forgot that this character will grow up to become our main prosecutor, or will grow up to become our main defender, and I got those mixed up. And so at this point, <laughs> I'm trying to fix it and figure out a way to, to get that. It sounds like we uh, got to start coming up with names for these characters. Maybe that would uh, that would help keep keep things straight. Yeah, coming up with names would help. Uh, with case number yeah. one, uh, I think I think we went with the uh, the names uh, the placeholder names I came up with. What was it? Don't stop defending Super Lawyer sixty four <laughs> and Judge Doodles. <laughs> That's right. Because so this for for the listening audience, this game um, implies a world where the where all court cases basically take place on Skype. 
Uh, and so everyone's kind of using, instead of their real life names, their, their usernames, their internet names. <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, um, we have a prosecutor and a defendant. See, this was a question I had. I mean, this is what comes into problems with coming up with character names. Uh, we'd have to pick, maybe, maybe we'd have to pick genders and, and ages or things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, case number one, I just decide I just named them after Babysitters Club characters instead of Christy Thomas <laughs> of and Marianne Spear. It's it's Christy Spear and Marianne Thomas, and <laughs> of course, and they're these two. They're the two slash like you know teenage age girls who are just fighting with each other over she unfriended me on Facebook and I really don't like it. That's right. I like that case. And I wasn't sure whether or not to use the wor- word Facebook, so we we never use the word Facebook anywhere, yeah. but it's quite obvious they're talking about Facebook and being yeah. unfriended. And we, we could come up with a fake name, and we could use Flitter again, like we've used a couple times now. Yeah, and they, they came up with... Um, uh, at one point, they argue about a TV show, and I originally used names from, uh, uh, from Twilight, but... Uh, mm-hmm. I, I switched to various boys in the Babysitter's Club series, Bart, and uh, I switched their boyfriends around, too. So now Christy is dating Marianne's boyfriend, and Marianne likes uh, Christy's sure. boyfriend. and <laughs> Dumb jokes that nobody's going to like. Except. Oh. But yeah, no, um, my, my main problem right now is, A, coming up with names for various characters, and mm-hmm. uh, B... Um, I need to switch things around so I'm not the main character, which is fine. Sure. So I need to come up with a different motive for the culprit, I guess. Um, because mm-hmm. originally the culprit was, uh, I, I, again, spoilers. I guess it's not spoilers <laughs> if we're talking about changing it. Yeah, and this game's not coming out for forever, so people will forget it But anyway. my wife was going to play uh, uh, Jennifer, who was angry with me because I stood her up at prom. I mean, I can <laughs> read this here. It's like, Jennifer? Yes, it's me, Harry, the girl you stood up at prom. But but I told you, I couldn't go because there's a last-minute emergency. My mom had to be rushed to the hospital. That's no excuse. But I didn't have a driver's license, and without mom to take us, blah, 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 I was embarrassed beyond relief. And when you turned down my friend invitation, it brought back all those old feelings. Only now I had a new feeling. Revenge! I wanted revenge on you for ruining your life. This game, and so uh, we—I need to come up with, I guess, with the new reason why my wife would want to destroy Diana forever if we're making Diana the main character. Right? Yeah. But that's what basically what I did was uh, I, I went through um, the first case of the lawyer game. I punched it up. I came up with new names. Uh, fixed some of the writing. You know, tried to delete some of the unnecessary things because because it's an FMV game. I guess we want it to be as short as possible. Or at least delete mm-hmm. some unnecessary lines. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, yeah. And um, then I got to case number two and then realized the horrible mistake I made with switching the characters around. <laughs> and so now I probably will probably have to go back and switch characters around for case number one just to make it fit. <laughs> well, uh, good luck. It sounds like you have quite a project ahead of you. Yeah. It's... Uh, but that's fine. I think it'll it'll be a little while, I think, still before I'm, I'm able to kind of move into production on my end. Um, I was thinking I would slot this game in once we finish the Francie Drew and Friends collection, which, you know, I don't want to put a date on it, but it should be in the next, you know, few months, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're all pretty close to being ready to go. Um, we, can, we can talk about that a little bit if you want, or if you have more stuff to talk about with Internet Court. Uh, yeah, no, let's talk about fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Francie, sorry. <laughs> 
Francie, the Francie's Ruin Friends collection. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess, I mean, I don't really have any big updates since last month. Um, the games are still pretty much mostly done. Um, I think I've gotten a lot of feedback from you, and I've been able to incorporate that. Um, yeah, I did that. I finally got around to yeah. doing feedback. Now I need to do feedback with, uh, I guess, this chapter number two of Pizza Delivery Boy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think, um, so, I mean, I've been talking for months and months about and trying to figure out how I want to release these games, and I think I'm settling on, uh, I want to release the Francie Drew and Friends collection uh, as a whole, as a collection, on Steam, and then release them individually on Itch.io, and that way, if people don't want to pay for the entire collection, they can kind of pick and choose the ones they want, um, but we can still, you know, have a big bundle on Steam. And that way, too, on Steam, like... Because now I have to pay $100 out of pocket for every game we want to release on Steam, which is not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, this way, I can just pay for the one for the collection instead of paying $100 per game. That would be much better. Uh, and what we could yeah. actually do, another thing we could do... Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. I know that Sherlock Holmes game I have is available on uh, on Itch.io for, what, like 54 cents? Yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't be... It, you know, I think it'd be... You know, if I include if we include that with the version mm-hmm. of you know the game on uh, Steam, just as a little bonus, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. I don't know if that well, makes I'm, any I'm, sense. So, are there still like legal issues with Sherlock Holmes? Nope. That I mean, I was. Are you sure? Because I really, I really, I'm going to put my foot down. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be sued by the Sherlock Holmes estate. Yeah. Nope. Not. Uh, I would I would have to do I would have to do some independent research to to, to feel comfortable with that. Okay. Because I because I remember choice of games uh, turned it down for for that reason. So I would need. I mean, but I know I know you said that the the trademark has changed since that was an issue. Oh but, yeah. Wait wait uh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Mm, let me double check this. I think yeah I think that's what you had said before right. <laughs> There's an article from Variety saying yep it. Supreme Court declined the case in November of 2014. The weird mm. thing is, okay, so here's how it works. Um, the Sherlock Holmes, he wrote like four books, and three of them were written before 1923, so those are all in the public domain. Um, the fourth one was not, and so people people are wondering, what do you do when most of the series is, is a, a public right. domain? So the estate obviously yeah. likes getting money, and they are arguing that as long as any part of Sherlock Holmes is under copyright, all of it is. And that was the case that got thrown out by the Supreme Court. Oh man! All right, I'll uh, I'll I'll keep looking, but I'm 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 very hesitant to wade into that. Um, I need to see if the the pros outweigh the cons of me being very nervous about it. <laughs> yeah. And whether whether it add enough value to the package to make me feel better about it. <laughs> yeah, the good news is that uh, our... I don't know if it's good news, but uh, the first... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, all the cases I did were, were from the first book. Clearly, I, I mean, I picked the ones from... Uh, stories that are directly from the, the public domain book. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'll I'll look into it a little more, but I'm I'm kind of leaning toward it just being the set of the visual novels. I think I think that's a pretty clean set too. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep I'll keep thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to have that all wrapped up in the next few months, and then I can start like really jumping in on a on a new project for us. So uh, either I mean it'll be Internet Court. That's the one I'm most interested in. 
that's what I would like to start on. So um, I can start looking into the script myself a little more. We can start thinking about reaching out to people to cast. We can start figuring out the logistics of filming and re- or getting the recorded footage. Because I, I had an idea that it would be really interesting if, like, all the actors for a case, like, we could actually all get together in a video chat and Skype and record it live like that. We might get more natural reactions that way. <laughs> um, but I have no idea if that would even be, like, technologically possible to be able to do that and record it and everything. And it would be, you know... A lot of people we'd have to get together to make it work. So it would probably make more sense for everyone just to record their parts individually. But we might get a better performance if, if we're able to do it on Skype. Yeah, I just wouldn't know how to um, to, to do that, which is... Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know how I'd be able to record. I don't really have an HD recorder besides my iPhone. And so mm-hmm. I'd probably need my wife to, to record it. And your, yeah. your, well, that, that, your I mean, that's, wife that's gets the... to play with Dr. Nom Noms this week? I just tweeted about that. Yeah, that's not fair. Uh, I want to be with Doctor my, my, my wife's visiting our friend uh, Heather this weekend, and Heather is the owner of the cat who portrayed Doctor Nom Noms in Cat President. So, so she's hanging out with Doctor Nom Noms as we speak, aka uh, Cosmo, the cat's real name. <laughs> I would never be able to call this cat by its real name. It's clearly Doctor. I know, Nom Noms right? To me. Well, I I can't think of Luna as anything but Rover. You're 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 quote cat <laughs> she looks totally different now which helps which helps oh okay uh, you know she got a palm cut and so now she looks like a completely different dog which <laughs> you know that's just how dogs are so oh man i want a dog someday uh what were we talking about before we got before i started thinking about dogs um doing doing i mean recording the yeah. entire thing on skype yeah, I mean, I think it would all probably be easier to get everyone to record in. Oh, I was going to say, um, so you said you need to get a HD camera, but I, I think we don't really need HD cameras. Like, I think that's sort of the beauty of this project is that the way the court system works is that everyone's just filming on, like, a webcam or a phone. Like, everyone's just Skyping into the courtroom. So, like, all the characters in in this universe would have different cameras. They'd have different setups, and they wouldn't all necessarily be high quality, you know? I think I th- I mean it's like how um the 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 in who am I right like that was just like the his character was a a guy behind a computer recording a let's play video like there's no reason it has to be particularly high quality that's that's the beauty of the project but then that led to the problem with uh, the the one scene where I had to to I guess I wouldn't say re-record but take grow my hair out to to re-portray <laughs> that character so I could take picture take take pictures. Yeah, fair enough. Because uh. Diana's picture quality was way better than mom. <laughs> well, we have uh plenty of time to uh to figure out how we're going to do that, but I I'm I'm very happy to hear that that you're jumping back into the script because that is the next project I want to take on after uh, Francie Drew. It's the it's the one I'm really excited about. Yeah, and <laughs> let me see. I haven't touched the escape room art at all. Oh, so. that's no, that's okay. Because then escape room probably wouldn't have a chance to to move into my schedule until after we finish Pizza Boy, which is going to be a little while still. So. Yeah, that's let me see. Right. Did we did we ever decide on what we what version of the empty room we liked best? For, for the background. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I'll just send them both to you and we could decide. Yeah. The problem is this, you know, I got help uh, 
for those who, who are listening. I got the help from uh, somebody to, to help me with the artwork for um, uh, this game, and they've got a, they've got like a professional version of Photoshop, and I just have the 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 free one, <laughs> and, and so um, I can't really have the super fancy. I mean, they've been trying, trying to send me a copy of like, here's the file, so you can change whatever you want, and like, nope. <laughs> oh, but you can't open the. file? I can't open the oh. file and see all the layers and everything. So basically, what happens when I open the file is it's like layer number one can't do it. Layer number <laughs> it says layer number two. It's like uh. continue, yes, no, and I was like, okay, yes, layer number two can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh. Maybe maybe by the time we we can really add the game to our schedule, maybe uh maybe we'll we'll just maybe we'll be able to hire an artist to take care of it instead of trying to figure it out ourselves. Maybe that's the best approach. I'm not sure. We actually did get a wall texture, and the wall texture looks great. Um, okay, well that's good to hear. Yeah, I think the only I think what we're just waiting on is for uh, figuring out figuring out what the ba- the background's going to look like, and we've got three or four different variations of the background, so it's right. no big deal. I'll just resend it, I guess. Okay. Or just Facebook ask. I, I don't know. I think we also, yeah. uh, I think, uh, we, we didn't get any comments, but let's talk real quickly about this uh, yeah. weird mom game that you oh. <laughs> uh, threw <laughs> my way. <laughs> I didn't really have anything behind it. I just tweeted... <laughs> Uh, I was—I mean, I was talking with um, my friend and, and old neighbor uh, Christine on Twitter about really nothing in particular, uh, and she, you know, told a story about something goofy her mom said, and then she said that should be your next game, weird, um, about weird moms, and and it kind of got me thinking. Like co- the idea of a cool dad has kind of become a meme lately. There's a whole big dating sim that everyone's talking about right everyone's now about hot dads. talking about it and, right i can't right. believe Wait, what's it, it what's it called dream what's it dream called? daddy yeah and it was like <laughs> why, why, why isn't everybody talking about cat president <laughs> oh <laughs> oh i'll tell you why it's because dream daddy is made isn't it made by like the game grumps or one of those I, one of those people gotta be honest never heard of the game Game Grumps. I, I can't even say their name. I've never heard of these people before, but apparently they're I know really they're popular. A thing. I don't know anything about them. I know I know they're a thing, and I think all the all the cool college kids in Game Cola uh, watch the Game Grumps. I think they're a pretty popular thing. Oh, they, they like let's play twice a day. Okay, yeah. And they started. I mean, it's it's obviously it's a really it's a it's a good good concept a dating sim about hot dads uh, and. Combine that with a very well-known U- YouTuber, I guess. Very well-known streamer. YouTubers. Nine million subscribers and over three billion total views. Yeah. So. Yeah, these guys are uh, pretty big. Okay. So I think you need to you need to up your uh, subscriber count, man. <laughs> Get more popular, and then we'll sell more games. I'm never gonna break forty forty thousand <laughs> oh. subscribers. I've been like wavering in that that time, basically for the forever (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah so so dads dads are in right now but i think moms are going to be the next big thing so a game and maybe a dating sim maybe not i think uh my friend christina expressed uh dismay at the idea of it being a dating sim so maybe not that but a visual novel about about weird moms i think could have some potential yeah so i'm wondering what uh i i i just 
floated these ideas around. Uh, I I just emailed you this, but let's talk about it anyway. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mary thought it would be fun if you know you know there's the mom's club and the president has to retire because her kid's going off to college. Which yeah, I I was kind of into I'm that like, idea. Wow, that's that's kind of a that's a complicated premise for for a second grader to come up with. Actually, <laughs> I didn't know that was her idea. Oh, that's even better. That was one hundred percent her. She's like, wait, wait, no, oh. the president of the mom's club has to retire because because her kid's going off to college and they they need to oh. figure out who the replacement's going to be. She she might be the new head writer of All Rock Studios. You have some competition yeah. now. Well, she came up with that idea after um, uh, my wife said, okay, we need to have a, a debate with the moms over which type of parenting technique is best. And I'm like, why yes, would they be debating? Great. And Mary, Mary just automatically jumped presidential competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so maybe like these... these uh mom group pta whatever meetings maybe they like anchor each of the chapters right like each chapter is kind of building up to the next like weekly or monthly meeting and then that's like the the main event of that chapter something like that yeah how many how many chapters would it be how long does this go on Ugh. i was depends on what the story is and how many chapters it needs <laughs> i don't know what the story is <laughs> i was just thinking of it in more like babysitter's club where each chapter is like a different storyline treat each chapter oh, yeah. like a different book oh that could be too yeah absolutely and would it be like you know cat president where we follow all these different storylines, or would it be more like Pizza Boy, where it's one big storyline that that's a lot more linear? That is the question. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right. The way Babysitters Club works is more like uh, uh, it's a lot more like Animorphs, where it's like each book has a different main character. Mm. And so I'd probably do something like, well, if we've got these five crazy moms, each mom gets like two chapters. I think anything like. Mm-hmm larger than that would be crazy <laughs> yeah well it could be like a internet court where each chapter kind of follows a different main character or yeah like animorphs books whatever yeah animorphs books i never quite understood yeah. why animorphs and the babysitter's club uh, you know they have ghost writers <laughs> but uh, the ghost ghost writers just kind of switch characters if that makes sense <laughs> i think it's like we'll get Get this one ghost right. If you've got like five ghost writers and five main mm-hmm. characters, assign a ghost writer to each main character. It's like ghost writer number one only writes Jake books. Yeah, ghost writer. No, two... that's that's something the uh, the Thought Speak podcast they complain about is how the the characterizations, the the personalities of the characters, kind of start to to get a little wibbly wobbly when the ghost writers take over. They don't they don't quite uh they don't quite gel with how the personalities were originally written. That's 100% what happens yeah. with the Babysitter's Club. So oh. Christy becomes like, you know, the tomboy who would never wear makeup, even though, you know, in the past she's worn dresses and makeup, and we just pretend that didn't happen. How do they do it in, um... You've been reading some Boxcar Children book, right? Does each... They don't, they don't like, switch main characters, right? Like, each book kind of follows everybody, right? I haven't read any of the Boxcar Children oh. books. I, I've only read one of the ghost-written Boxcar uh, Children yeah. books. Okay. Um, the way the series progresses is that the books... The series basically becomes the Benny and Grandpa show, and the, the other characters <laughs> sort of fade into the background. But, I, I mean, that's just the, the author you know going towards the character they found most interesting the, the youngest you gotta, kid I think, and grandpa i think i i think i said this already but you got to read the one the mystery of uh, the, the i forget what it's called but the mystery of the computer game 
Or it's a whole mystery centered around secrets in like a, a an adventure game. It's like by Sierra or LucasArts. It's so good. I have to, but my 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 review series for Boxcar Children has been put on hold. <laughs> oh, did nobody did nobody watch? Nobody them? watched them. Nobody watched. Them. Oh. Some people watched them. I think I'll I'll take a look and see how many views Man. were. See, you think if I was as popular as Game Grumps with my um, 3.9 million subscribers, you think people would be watching my boxcar children views more often? Uh, <laughs> yes, you need you need to get popular to the point where people will just watch whatever video you put out, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how you do that. Moderately popular. Okay, so let's see. Uh, last thing I put up was Boxcar Children number 10. I did this in January. 10 and 11, I put mm-hmm. up reviews in January. It's 459 views and 735 views, which I guess is not bad, but... The Mystery in the Computer Game. That's what it's called. Yeah. Oh. Released released in 2000. Uh, I'm going to guess that's not by the original author. Nope. <laughs> it's number 78 so you have a while to get before you get to it <laughs> yeah and as as the series goes on the 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 girls become less important and just oh. kind of yeah it's sad well i feel like i think there's like an adopted child in this one too like there was some character i'd never heard of <laughs> that was yeah another kid and i was like i don't know where this kid came from um let me just read you this description real quick i know we're getting close to the end of the podcast yeah. but During a visit to a computer game company, the Aldens meet the designers of their favorite game, Ringmaster. When the designers learn that Aldens are Ringmaster experts, they ask for their help. Would the Aldens test the new version of their game before it's sent to stores? The Aldens gladly agree, but soon, the characters in Ringmaster 2 are given the Aldens strange clues about people and places in real life. Is someone using the computer game to tell them something is wrong? The Boxcar children are determined to find out. That's so good! (laughs) Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, can we get can we get the boxcar children licensed just so we can make a game about this book? <laughs> I know I don't think so. <laughs> a computer game about people finding real life clues in a computer game. Oh man. It would be great, yeah. Oh, it would yeah. Fit with the meta style that we've kinda hit with uh Who Am I in games like that. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering if anybody's going to like Who Am I or is gonna like it. I played a little bit, and my wife saw it, and she was so fascinated. But then I offered her the idea, hey, do you want to test it out, play it yourself? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, as as the as one of the developers, as the programmer, I think it's my favorite one in the Francie Drew and Friends collection. Like, I'm, I think it's really into. I'm really into it. I think it's a great, great idea, great concept. And it's interesting. And I is love, the... I love your acting. Diana's acting. You guys both nailed it. The character art is also kind of interesting because, um, gosh, six, six, seventh, or eighth grade, sometime in middle school, you know, I tried drawing a comic strip, and I wanted the main character to be. To, to basically be me is semi-autobiographical, <laughs> except I didn't have any cool adventures, so it was basically me with oh. fictional... I don't know. It's sort of like a play off of Foxtrot, uh, which is a, a comic strip I really liked, so I kind of did sure. that where the, the little boy is the main character, and I, I was a, a middle school boy at the time. And so um, the, the character um, in, in Who Am I, I just redid the artwork style I did. That was oh, cool. middle school Michael's um, version of himself. Middle school Michael thought oh. he looked like that. And so um, the, the Argle Funf character, the other 
the one that looks more modern mm. is is basically just me again me now trying <laughs> what would i look like i still have no idea how to draw my hair <laughs> <But>. <laughs> yeah no i really like and i really like too that like there's this whole theme where the the Argofump character who comes to life, like, it's based on a photo you took years ago at a wedding when you looked nice, and it was, like, comparing what, what that character would look like versus what the character looks like in real life. All really neat stuff in that game. I'm, I, I agree. I'm, I'm really interested to see what people are going to make of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I, think, I think it'll be the sleeper hit of the series. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Uh, so we didn't we didn't get any questions on Twitter this week. I, I was a little too late in sending out the call, so uh, nobody had a chance to send anything out. So uh, should we should we start wrapping up? Okay. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, all right. So I think that's about it for this episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argelfumpf, spelled exactly as it sounds. Is that why I don't have subscribers? Nobody can spell my name? <laughs> okay. Let me spell it out for you. It's Argelfumpf the Nancy Drew dude. I added a <laughs> subtitle so people could search for me. Just look for the Nancy Drew dude. Hopefully I'm one of the... Uh, I'm actually going to Google that. Nancy Drew dude to see if I come up as... Okay, I do come up. You have like four times as many followers as me on Twitter. Can you get your followers to follow me, please? (laughs) 2,500 Twitter followers. Man, I only have like 700. Oh. No, I'm not going to tell people how it's spelled. I'm angry now. (laughs) A-R-G-L-E-F-U-M-P-H if you want to follow Michael on Twitter or uh, check out his videos on YouTube. He's going to have a really good one out of of, uh, the Awkward Steve Duology pretty soon. So uh, everyone go watch that. What? Um, I, there's a YouTube wiki, and I'm featured on it. What? Breaking news! And there's a picture of me with a picture of me at Omsi wearing my Dwayne the Rock Johnson shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh! Look at this! Oh man! Oh, this is weird. It has stuff about your sister what? and all too. Gray is married to his wife Katie and a baby daughter named Rosie and a this stepdaughter named Mary. He also has a younger sister creepy. named Molly. That is. Very borderline creepy. <laughs> huh. <laughs> that picture is great. <laughs> that picture is really good. <laughs> where did they even get that? Was that in your blog? I don't know where that came from. I think I tweeted it. Ran- <laughs> I've got to fix this and give myself a real picture. Male YouTubers <laughs> that joined in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good category. Oh, this is... Okay, I need to finish the closing now. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Uh, our newest game is the Awkward Steve Duology. As we talked about before, you can buy it on Steam or itch.io. Uh, Please check it out. Um, if you want to come see me showing off the Awkward Steve Duology at the Smithsonian, uh, that's happening this weekend, August 5th through the 6th, at the Smithsonian American Art Museum. Um, and there's one one other thing I wanted to plug before I let you go. Um, Michael and I were recently uh, guests on the Game Cola podcast, uh, reading a bad fan fiction called Luigi and Daisy's Unhappy Vacation, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the narrator, and Michael played Luigi, in, <laughs> and his, his voice for that is fantastic. You, you have to listen to it. Hey, it's everybody! So <laughs> I can do a real <laughs> Italian <laughs> accent, but it's so much easier to do one that's oh. obviously fake. <laughs> uh, and, um, and the person who did the editing for that podcast too uh joe joseph martin like have you listened to the final version yet? i Michael? have not actually 
Oh, it's so good. He added music and sound, and, like, there's this part where I reference Hey Dude, and, like, very, very faintly in the background, he put, like, a strain of the Hey Dude theme song, <laughs> like, and it's, it's, he put background music everywhere, it's, I mean, it's, it's, he just did a phenomenal job, way, way better than I ever do editing any podcasts, <laughs> including this one. Um, I was super impressed by that. So, anyway, go check that out, gamecola.net, uh, the podcast is called Hacks and Slash. It's a whole podcast about reading weird fan fiction. Uh, highly recommended. Um, our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out uh, on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, uh, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at oarock.com. Uh, and is there anything you'd like to add, Michael? Um, no, I don't think I have anything right now. All right, and check out Michael's videos. Argleflumph, A-R-G-L-E-F-U-M-P-H, the the Nancy Drew dude. He's got some good stuff. Yeah, I need to find, I'm just, it's like I've got to desperately find a picture of me that is not awful. It's <laughs> a great picture, I don't know what you mean. My hair is sticking out to the right, like some sort of weird, I've got like a curl, whatever. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. Bye. <laughs> They link to my Patreon page. Nobody's Patreon. You have a Patreon page? I find it hilarious. I started one up because somebody said they'd totally do it, and, and they they just totally they backed out. And so I just keep it up there. Just in it's case. like zero patrons, zero dollars a month. Oh, oh I'm surprised. Yeah, I, no, thought, I, I thought you'd be getting some money from this. You should uh, you should promote it again. Eh, I guess. Nah, I I I think. I find it more enjoyable to not promote it and have nobody sign up and still complain about my Patreon. <laughs> oh.